When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every Pokemon episode ever podcast is now on YouTube. Go on YouTube and search every Pokemon episode ever podcast and click that subscribe button to never miss an episode. Hey, EP fans, this is Wrestling Chris G and Dougie Fresh here with a special announcement. And this is this is kind of different than what we normally do, Doug. Yeah, um, this is the the benefits slash the cause of pre-recording episodes. <laughs> yes. So the episode that you're about to listen to um, is episode 46, Attack of the Prehistoric Pokemon, which was recorded. Um, I'm going to say it's been, it's been recorded for a couple weeks as of the time that we're doing this right now. But the reason that you're hearing this at the beginning of this week's episode is because um, we are plugging a very, very special guest that will be making an appearance on next week's episode of Chansey Operation. Yeah, this is um, this is a big get for us, and I mean that. Uh, even saying that's kind of an understatement. Yes. So, <clears throat> um, we 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 we've already recorded with him, so we didn't want to um, put it out there unless everything was kind of locked in stone. But next week on A Chansey Operation, episode 47 of the Every Pokemon Episode Ever podcast, we will have special guest, original theme song singer, Jason Page, on the podcast. Yeah. Um, this was a really fun episode to record. Um, I would say for roughly maybe the first half or so uh he was seated at a piano um well don't give away spoilers well god that's no spoilers <laughs> that's no that's just the man's seating arrangement <laughs> but it, it was nice to have him on on the show and i want to give all of you a uh, fair warning for next week so you can make sure to hit that subscribe button so you do not miss that episode because it's an interview that you're not going to want to and the energy that this guy brings to a podcast for your for your ears to enjoy was just amazing, Doug. Yeah, um, I um, I mean, without going into the episode, I I was um, there was multiple times, and I mean, I'll say it on the episode that I had uh, goosebumps a couple times just in the recording, and like you said, the uh, dude's energy is infectious um i think everybody that clicks on that episode they're gonna have a smile on their face on several occasions um it's gonna be real fun to listen to absolutely so we're we're not gonna keep you too long i know you clicked on this episode so you can listen to um attack of the prehistoric pokemon but um, again, um, when, when you're listening to this episode, there's no mention of Jason Page for next week because it was recorded 
um, in advance before everything was locked in stone, but we wanted to put this little um, snippet in so you know to listen for what to listen for for next week. So, Doug, you 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 want to say welcome, Doug? Well, no, because then you're gonna do it five seconds later. No, I'm not. Say welcome, you, Doug. Do it. You are. Do it. Do it. It'll be the first and only time you ever do it. Welcome, Doug. Well, how about how about I throw it to past you? All right. Well, wrestling, Chris G. Let's bring in this exciting episode. Enjoy it, everybody. Welcome back, everybody, to another fantastic episode of the Every Pokemon Episode Ever podcast, episode 46. I am one of your hosts today, Wrestling Chris G. And on the other line with me today, if you think about it too hard, he may or may not be here. He may or may not be here, just like the tale of this episode as well. It's good old Dougie Fresh. Dougie man, how you doing? I could feel the gears in your head turning from here. Yes. I could I could feel it in those pauses. Yes. You're like, I have nothing. And I can <laughs> and I know that because I've been there. <laughs> I had nothing going into your intro. And I was like, well, technically. Officer Jenny said that everything that happened in this episode didn't really happen. That's bullshit, isn't it? Yeah, Because it is. if, if that's the case, Ash should sit there and go, how the fuck do I have a Charizard? Yep. Why Why the hell do I have a Charizard? Uh, what the hell happened this whole time? How do we all have shit on our faces? How do we all... Uh, how are we all sitting here saying that we saw prehistoric... Okay, yeah, we're getting... We're getting too far in, but today's episode is episode 46, Attack of the Prehistoric Pokemon, or translated from Japan, Resurrected Pokemon Fossil. I was with it until the fossil. The fossil makes it too clunky, in my opinion. Or no, no, Resurrected Fossil Pokemon. There you go. And still, if it was just Resurrected Pokemon, I might be like, okay, I get that one. It's one word too many. Yep. Attack of the prehistoric Pokemon. I'm going to go with the U.S. version. And of course, it's always good because when Pokemon is in the title, you get Pokemon in the text. Yes. So, in this episode, this episode aired May 26th or May 28th, 1998 in Japan and February 27th, 1999 here in the States. So, being a fan of this podcast, you know we like to go back in history. And Doug, mine happened in 1996, so I know yours happened before then. So are you going first this week? Yep. I knew it. All right, so go ahead. What happened on February 27th in your day? So on February 27th, 
1860. Of course. I told you, I'm going to start. I mean, you you just heard last week. 1866. Where our. That was two weeks ago. Oh, that was two weeks ago. My bad. My bad. You just heard last week where our, where our fantastic guest star, Rich, like as we were getting out of the history section, was like, well, actually, on this date in 19... It was like 19... It was like early... It was like 1913 or something. They repealed the the 18th Amendment. I'm like, shit. You know? Yeah, we, we, we should have picked that up. Yeah, one of us should have picked that up for sure. So, I, like I like I said two weeks ago, fine tooth comb from now on. <laughs> so, Abraham Lincoln gives a speech that many would credit to him winning that election in New York City. All right, and I have the speech up. But um, as a as a favor to the listeners, I have no interest in going through it because <laughs> that was going to be my question to you. <laughs> it's a long motherfucker, and it's 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 kind of got that that old timey vocabulary, and ain't nobody got time for that. But I mean, anybody that's familiar with the way that. Lincoln would speak, you know, in his debates or obviously, you know, the famous one that pretty much anybody can at least quote the beginning from is four score and seven years ago. And the man had the gift of gab. He was he was a great speaker. And if this is the speech that. Pointed him in the eyes of many towards the presidency. Uh, you would do yourself a favor to look it up. I just Googled Abraham Lincoln 1860 speech. And it's all there. Comes up. It's there. It's an entirety. You can you can read it. You can you can you can have a fine poop. A fine poop, Doug. Fine poop. All right. You, you're like, you know what? I don't want to play Candy Crush anymore. <laughs> or words with friends. Or words with friends or anything like that. Which you don't want to play with. I said maybe. <laughs> then get on it, Doug. Get on. Ah, it. be all right. <laughs> so, all right. Well, good, good history moment, Doug. And of course, if I can, I keep mine in the pop culture, uh, movies, sports, and anything like that that I can that I can speak on. Um, but this week in. 1996, February 27th, is the American film production Happy Madison Productions was founded by Adam Sandler on this day. So if you are familiar with Adam Sandler uh, movies, um, Happy Gilmore, uh, Billy Madison, Um, the uh, Bubble, what's it called? Bubble Boy? Uh, Waterboy. Oh, Waterboy. 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 My bad. My bad. bad. Yes. Waterboy. Like all all of these movies that were made by Adam Sandler was through his production of Happy Madison Productions. So without though, without that company, a lot of these movies probably wouldn't be where they are right now. 
he wouldn't have a career and he wouldn't have gotten to the point a couple of years ago where he was robbed of the Oscar for Uncut Gems. Yes, he was. Right, that was a fantastic movie. Great movie. So, all right. Well, that's my history moment. There's no need in going any further. I mean, if you're an Adam Sandler fan, um, basically, if this company did not exist, like we said, uh, he would not be anywhere near where he is right now. So, all right. So you ready to get on into this week's episode, Doug? All right. Not too much talking this week, people. Not too much talking. So, and just peek behind the curtain. The reason there's not too much talking is because we just did a podcast right before this one. And nothing new has happened in the past past 10 minutes that we finished the last podcast. So we're doubling up tonight. So sorry for people that are listening to this and like our our banter. But here we go. So we start this week's episode with our trio coming up to Grandpa Canyon. And there's a bunch of people here because it's being told that there are fossils of prehistoric Pokemon all around this canyon. And that people are going to go and try to find it. But our trio um, knows nothing about it. Clueless. Very clueless. Absolutely clueless. And when they're seeing these hundreds and hundreds of people going to look for these fossils, Ash is basically like, well, what the hell is going on here? And of course, when we have off episodes like this, which are about to be fantastic, Who's going to show up, Doug? Gary, uh, Gary cosplaying as Indiana douche. <laughs> you had that ready, didn't you? I had that lined the fuck up. <laughs> I'm glad I asked you. <laughs> I, I mean, look, it was I was getting it in there regardless. But <laughs> but, I, but that 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 just played so well the way that I set you up for that one. All right, so Indiana. Douche. I like it. And he comes in and he goes, um, not only are you late as usual, but you are also clueless as usual as well. See, clueless. <laughs> and Ash is like, it's Gary. Uh, why are you dressed like that? So, Doug, just because you, you came up with that line, what is his response of what happens next? I let it. I let. I let it run. I spiked the football in Indiana Douche, and I let it run. Um, oh damn! <laughs> he well, said, "Oh, I'm well, he's basically like, I'm dressed like this because I'm gonna go. I'm gonna make a fossil discovery, and I'm gonna become world famous." Yes. So he he goes in and he has his little cheerleader squad. Which who? Okay. How old? How old is Gary? <laughs> he's got to be ten, right? Ten, or maybe maybe he's older, so maybe eleven, twelve. Okay, so he's eleven, twelve. Okay, yeah, he has a very popular professor. How old are these women that are with him? Right. Um, <laughs> well, because <laughs> there's always a woman driving him around in cars. Right, he's yeah, he because 
I he, think one of the first, the last times we saw him in the pilot, he was being driven away in a convertible. Yes. Um, I have no idea. I mean, I'm going to say he swings maybe a little older, so maybe, maybe they're 14, 15. Okay. I'm, I'm choosing not to go any higher because it makes me feel icky. <laughs> well, it is Japan. So, Japan anime. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll go with that, Doug. So, (laughs) well, if they're driving, they have to be at least 16. So I'm going to go 16. Well, they're not all driving. Well, one of them is. Right. But he's not with the one that's driving. Oh, true. Okay. But, um, he looks over at, at his young ladies cheering him on and he's like, thank you to all my loyal fans. I got to go. I got to go find all the fossils quick before everyone else does. Can't wait. It's my precious time hanging around with a loser like you, Ash. And that just, <laughs> that boils Ash's blood. Yeah, because he's about to punch him and they have to, Brock and Misty have to hold him back. <laughs> and good for him. No, I kind of, at this point, I kind of want to let him go. <laughs> Well, apparently, um, well, I find out later on, um, that I guess this, this whole rivalry has been going on since Ash and Gary were like little, little, like very, very little kids. So, uh, and we, we got some years until we get to that episode, but yeah, that that some shit really kicks off, um, later on (laughs) in the season. Because there, there's a whole episode with the history of Ash and Gary. As there should be. Yes. Quite frankly, it should have happened in the first season. <laughs> nah, Ash has to get all his Pokemon badges and be a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, alright. Well, Ash, of course, at this point, gets the bright idea to say that he's going, he's not a real loser and he's going to go into this this Grandpa Canyon, because you can't say Grand Canyon like you said, Doug. Um, right. <laughs> and he's going to go in there and find all the fossils. And it's at this point, Jigglypuff, who was following our sweet, sweet trio from the last episode, makes her first appearance again in this episode. Right. So... And she um, she comes out from behind a rock and she gets up on said rock and she's about to start singing because she sees an audience. And by the time she opens her eyes, they're gone. And she puffs herself up and she looks so damn cute. And then we get the title card. Yes. And this is a this is about to become my favorite running gag for a while. <laughs> What, uh, what, Jigglypuff getting pissed off? Jigglypuff getting pissed off, getting so close to singing, even singing on a couple occasions, but then being pissed. Just Jigglypuff and a marker is just it. <laughs> I mean. And they, and po- freaking the Pokemon company knew what they had in their hands when, when they made that last episode, because th- th- this just, whoa. Live podcasting, everybody. Knocked over my microphone. Um, what did you do? <laughs> I was moving my mic up by one of the little um, feet that are underneath my microphone, and I accidentally tilted it back because I was being lazy by grabbing it with one hand. Well, don't do that. I'm not going to do that. How did it sound on your end? It sounded like you fucking fell. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because well, all of a sudden I because all of a sudden I hear whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of us fell and it was the microphone. I dropped you, Doug. I dropped you. Well, I'm a slippery motherfucker. <laughs> so we go straight from that to the one of the funniest scenes in this whole episode. And so be it. Um <laughs> for the nickname that you gave him. But we go to Gary and he is he has an axe and is that an axe? It's a pickaxe, yeah. yeah. A pickaxe. And he's chopping away at the ground. Then comes across a fossil. And an examinator comes over and he's like, You see, I found the very first fossil here. And his his cheerleaders start cheering. They're like, Yay, Gary. And the examiner looks at it. And he's like, yeah, well, what you have is definitely a fossil, but it's fossilized shit. So literally, <laughs> it's Pokemon shit that got fossilized, and that's what you're holding. And, and the cheer- just- cheerleaders go, hey! <laughs> it, that was funny. That was hilarious. So, all right, Doug, you want, you want to take this next part? So then we pan out and we see our heroes at the top of the ridge. They're looking at all the people digging and it says, but nobody's found any fossils. And Brock's like, I don't understand how this qualifies as the great fossil rush. And, and then we look over and standing on another rock from a little bit across the Canyon, we see Meowth saying, I don't understand what's taking these two so long. And Obviously, we find out that he's waiting on Jesse and James, and they pop out from behind another rock, and they start doing their their spiel, and Meowth clocks them. Yes. Says, we don't have fucking time. And, and he, 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 he hits them with a mallet. He hits them with a mallet, and then... And and fucking then Jesse, Jesse gets pissed. Just... just Bang! She takes the mallet right away from Meowth and just goes boom, and Meowth just goes flying into into uh, a piece of rock and just crumbles that rock. So who causes who who, causes a little mini avalanche? Actually, I know who needs a freaking pickaxe when you got Team Rocket with a mallet. Well, because the mallet's not very good for digging. (laughs) So smashing. So it's at this point where uh, Ash, Ash and the gang, they see Team Rocket from a distance and they go, oh, no, this is not good. So let's go ahead and find out what's going on here. And we go straight from that to Meow with and I, I, I kind of figure that if this was made today, that this scene probably would have been cut out because children these days are. Children can't be playing with fire. Yeah, children can't play with fire. So you have uh, Meowth holding a lighter, uh, a fairly like one of those Zippo lighters. Yeah. And um, and he also has a piece of string on, in his other hand. And he goes and he's getting ready to light this. And here comes Ash and Pikachu. And he's like, hold it right there. And James like, hey, you're always messing up our plans. But guess what? Fuse is already lit. You can't do anything now. 
So I have a problem with this next part, but I'm going to have you kind of try to talk me off of a cliff. Uh, how poorly of an aim does his Squirtle have when Ash summons his Squirtle out to go and take out this flame? Well, I, to be fair, Squirtle's also running. Yes, but can't can't it just wet a longer part of the rope? So when the flame gets to it, it just goes, pssst. Oh, so you're saying shoot ahead of the flame and get it where it's going. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> As opposed to chasing it down. Yes. Gotcha. Like, come that's on, a fair, that's a That's a fair point. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I feel like we have to say it at least once an episode, but it's a kid's show. But It's a kid's show. Come on. But, um, all right. So, Doug, I'm going to have you do this big scene that we're getting ready to go down between Team Rocket and Ash um, and the trio um, as we are trying to chase down this flame. So, Ash and Squirtle are chasing the flame. Team Rocket is chasing Ash and Squirtle. They're being chased down, down, down the canyon. They're turning, they're going, you know, down elevation. One of Team Rocket trips, which causes everything to pile up, and we just get this mass of humanity, you know, wheezing, Arbok, Squirtle, Pikachu, Ash, Team Rocket, in one big ball. Just bouncing down. Just down, down, down. And they all end up in a heap at the bottom of the canyon. And then the 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 fuse just goes right past Ash. And Pikachu just... The only thing that I can chalk it up to is Pikachu absolutely panics. And was not thinking at all. Because nobody can get up. They're all in a scrum. Pikachu squirts its way out and just hits it with a shock. And just... The episode just freezes. <laughs> and everything goes blue and gray. And there's this gigantic explosion. Trademark. Um, <laughs> and a, a big crater opens up. And tons of boulders fall in. And somehow, Squirtle is the only one that is able to make its way out. So well, where the hell was Squirtle? Well, Squirtle, I, I have no idea. Because, yeah, you see everybody fall into into the ground, but Squirtle was not one of it. So I'm guessing Squirtle may have rolled back or maybe was, was I, on the back of its shell and just didn't fall. In. I have no idea. I have no explanation, was, Doug. Was he able to cling itself? <clears throat> Pardon me. Was he able to cling itself onto the side before all the boulders cave it, caved in? Um, actually, that that's exactly what happened. Because um, in the next scene, Squirtle is holding onto the cliff from where the ground kind of split. And Brock and Misty run over to Squirtle and pull Squirtle up because Squirtle's trying to pull itself up. And he can't. So they pull Squirtle up and... They look around, they're like, oh, shit, um, Ash is underground, and so is Team Rocket, and there's a bunch of rubble and stuff on top of them. We got to get them out of there. So they're thinking the worst thing possible. They don't know how deep this hole really is, but they 
They just think that Ash might be just dead underneath all this rubble. And then we get, yeah, then we get Jigglypuff. And I, I don't mean to laugh, but she just pops up. And Jigglypuff sees all the rubble and boulders and stuff as a stage. So she's <laughs> like, I'm going to, I'm going to get to sing my song. And then as Misty and Brock and Squirtle are, are moving the rocks, the, uh, the, the height of the, rubble collapses and she's <laughs> and like pissed off <laughs> i want to know in jigglypuff's head so okay so she doesn't see rubble she sees a stage yes. so i want to know in jigglypuff's mind when that stage collapsed what she was seeing in her head <laughs> big old stage and then she's the state just the stage it doesn't explode it implodes on itself Yes. <laughs> so we go straight from that to a look underground. And underground, uh, everybody's knocked out. So you got Arbok, Weezing, Meowth. Jesse and James are taking a cat nap. Ash, uh. is ta- Ash is taking a cat nap. Pikachu is starting to wake up because they've all hit their head at the bottom of this cave. Yeah. Big old fall, apparently. And at no point, and I mean, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but at no point is anybody worried about the amount of air that could be down there. Yeah. So apparently we were just fine. We just needed to find a way out. Which I suppose there was going to be a little bit of air that was going to find its way through the, because it wasn't so tightly packed. Yeah, it's not airtight. So it's at this point that Ash and Team Rocket start arguing back and forth because uh, Jesse and James get up all nonchalant. They're like, okay, so we got to find a way out of here. And Ash is like, well, we're only down here because you planted uh, explosives up there, which is the reason that it exploded. And we're all down here now. So, and Meowth is kind of the difference maker. He's like, What's the, what difference does it make who got us down here? We're all down here now, so let's try to find a way to get out of here. And then we pan over to James, and he's looking he's looking stoic. And Jesse's like, you've got a plan. And then James just looks at her so nonchalant and goes, we're all doomed. And she just clocks him again. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at James looking at the brighter side of things. I mean, at least she didn't have her mallet. Yeah. For goodness sakes. But um we we all uh everybody starts looking at Pikachu. Pikachu Ash is like, um, what's wrong, Pikachu? And Pikachu points over to the corner of the cave, and in the corner of the cave, you see a bunch of eyes just opening up and they're all red. And from this point, out of out of the um, darkness comes all these historic Pokemon. So you got Kabuto. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Prehistoric. Prehistoric Pokemon. You got Kabuto. I mean, Kabuto. For goodness sakes, it's in the title. Whatever, Doug. <laughs> you got Ammonite, Amistar, Kabuto, Kabutops. And those are the only Pokemon that we have multiple of down in this cave. And Ash takes out his Pokedex, and I'm not going to go. Know of. 
Yes. Yes. And uh, Ash takes out his Pokédex. And I'm not going to go through every single one. I'm calling one. bullshit here. Okay. Um, you you go real quick. Because I'm not going to go through each of the entries for these Pokémon. But um, I was going to give a rationalized um, thought um, from what um, the Pokédex had. So what is the Pokédex? Because this is the first time that we've seen the Pokédex register multiple Pokémon at the same time. Before, it was like, oh, there's an Eevee, and then we find out about the Eevee. But this is like, there's a group of, there's five of them standing all in a uh, four. How many? Four. Four of them. Standing, you know, four different Pokémon all standing in a group. And And then Dexter just registers them all without even blinking. Yes. So I'm going. What in the fuck are, are we registering Pokemon? Or are we just registering a general area? What 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 are the rules? Well, okay, and I guess I guess I can um, give what what they put on here. So we went through all of them. So you got Kabuto, Kabutops, Amastar, and Ammonite. Um, the Pokedex says it is believed these Pokemon became extinct tens of thousands of years ago. So that's because nobody has ever seen them, despite the fact that you're registering. Anyway, <laughs> it says the details of their behavior is shrouded in mystery. Let's see. And the camera pans up and it says, though some have speculated that they all may still exist. None of these Pokemon have ever been seen alive. And freaking Team Rocket just jumps for joy and goes, we're about to be rich. We'll open a prehistoric Pokemon park that'll be bigger than Poke World. I got I got big like Jurassic Park vibes. Did you? A little bit. Okay. But I don't know if the movie was out yet, so I don't know what if they could I mean Um, you know what? I think so, because when did Jurassic when did the first Jurassic Park movie come out? The first Jurassic Park movie came out in 1993. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So we're six year. Actually, um, by the time this this episode came out, the first and um, the second movie was already out. Oh, there you go. So, all right. But yeah, um, they they're basically just like they did with the Titanic and uh, and Tarzan for the Kangaskhan episode. Uh, they're basically running down um, historical moments in the world, but making it in Pokemon. Right. And Meowth comes out with a good line and goes, ah, I can get my own talk show or even my own cartoon. Wink, wink. Yeah, I was like, ha, breaking the fourth wall. Isn't Meowth a stinker? <laughs> and Ash is just scared because he's like, these Pokemon don't seem happy about about this as you guys do and doug you want to take it from here yeah we just see their bloodshot eyes and they're just completely focused on the intruders who presumably woke them up and you know for all we're as as the audience is all 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 we're aware of is that these pokemon potentially could have been asleep for thousands of years and you know, you know, they're freaking bloodthirsty and, you know, Team Rocket tries to, well, they're theoretically they're wild Pokemon. So we're just going to catch them 
Kabutops has no chill, just bats the Pokeballs back into him. And then, you know, they're cornered, so Ash is like, well, we have to battle. And he's an idiot because he Charmander's his first one. And Charmander's just Charmigan. big old Charmeleon. Charmeleon. <laughs> just big old nope. Yep. Charmeleon has no intentions of fighting any of these Pokemon. He just sits on his little stoop and then just goes to sleep. Yep. He doesn't give one toss about nothing. And, you know, we just, we have this massive montage of our heroes, or, well, I'll, I'll say our heroes, just for convenience sake, just getting the tar beat out of them. Yeah. Ba- basically, we have uh, the Scooby Doo running act um as if you've seen any scooby-doo like running into this door then running into this door and then running into this door but um you never see the monster actually catch uh the good guys but in this case the monster catches the bad guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> like arbok wheezing and pikachu and just beats the stuffing out of them yes and we go straight from that to Brock and Misty talking to Officer Jenny, basically telling her, hey, Team Rocket blew up this canyon. They are stuck underneath this rubble and we need help getting them out. So it's at this point um, that Officer Jenny is like, OK, I'll go and grab some help. You guys start um, digging and let me know if you, if you find anything. And Brock throws out his Geodude, which... Where the hell has he been? Has who been? Geodude? Geodude. I I don't know. Just resting in his Pokeball. What the fuck? <laughs> but my only problem with this part of the episode, and I'm again, I'm looking too far into it because it's a kid's um, cartoon, but Geodude and Misty and Brock and Squirtle, they're throwing the... <laughs> rubble but they're not throwing the rubble out of the rubble they're moving the rubble around which well, makes no sense to me this is true that's that's a fair point so i mean i think pokemon could have did a better a better job of rationalizing this for like us audience because what i'm seeing here is they cuz how do they know, how do they not, I mean, how do they know that they're not putting more pressure of the rubble on a different part of the body? Like, there's potentially four human beings and three Pokemon that are under this rubble. So no matter where you throw this rubble, someone's getting extra pressure. I, I'm just just saying. Well, I mean, at a certain point, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Yes. But uh, we go straight from that back into this nice little oh. dark. Ca- Oops! Oh no, we don't. Oh no, we don't. We 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 missed the epi- We missed the line of the episode. Oh, sorry. What's the line of the episode, Doug? Misty's digging, and she goes, <laughs> "Oh, hold on, Ash. Don't forget, you still owe me a bicycle." And I, watching this episode before I jumped on here, out loud, I go, "Bitch." <laughs> <laughs> He might be dead, and he all you're worried about... for all you know, and you're worried about your freaking bicycle. Some friend. But she is 10 years old, Doug. Well, this is true, but still. 
<laughs> the amount of shit they've been through. So we go straight back into the, into the cave and it looks like team rocket is um, hiding behind, including me out this hiding behind some rocks and they sent Arbok and Weezing over to attack these prehistoric Pokemon and they're getting chased by the prehistoric Pokemon again. Right. And, and, and they're mad at, you know, Weezing and Arbok because they're getting beat up by the prehistoric Pokemon. These are the same Weezing and Arbok that two weeks ago, via chicanery, I understand, but got their ass kicked by a little Paris. Yes. What in the absolute shit? <laughs> well, I mean, James should just remember they're losers. Right. And he we called them losers. This. Yes. So, all right. So it's at this point that Ash sends out his Pikachu because Pikachu is cornered by two Kabutops. And obviously we don't know what these Pokemon are made out of as of yet, um, which will, Ash will soon find out. But he sends Pikachu in to give an electric attack to these Kabutops. Which, if these were the Omnistars, it would have been a lot more effective. But since Kabutops is a... I'm guessing they're a ground Pokemon? Or... Would, would you consider them ground or a rock type Pokemon? I'm going to do my research on this. I would say ground, if anything. But, I mean, I think the fact that they're hundreds of thousands of years old takes precedence. Yes. And... They literally just rub off the... Oh, it's a rock-slash-water-type Pokemon. Water? Yes. Shenanigans. It so, says Kabutops is a rock-slash-water-type fossil Pokemon introduced in Generation 1. But the, the electric shock has no effect, and... Basically just tickle Kabutops' stomach. And Pikachu panics and jumps into... Pardon me, jumps into Ash's arms, and the Kabutops are closing in on him, and they're going to slice him up. But then all the prehistoric Pokemon stop. Yes. And why did they stop? Because none other than their boss is flying into the scene. And when, when the boss flies into the scene, everybody stops and they listen. And their boss is none other than Aerodactyl. Who comes swooping in and in the process knocks Charmeleon off of his rock, setting off a, a gigantic chain of events. Yes. So, all right, let me... All right, so it's at this point, um, Aerodactyl is sitting on top of its big rock and it starts screeching. Everybody is scared. Um, Ash takes out his Pokedex and the Pokedex says Aerodactyl, an extinct flying Pokemon. It's hard fame suggests that it's a carnivore. Its sharp claws were probably used to capture its prey. And Ash is like, what the hell is a carnivore? And James is like, that means it thinks we're dinner. So basically for anyone that doesn't know what a carnivore is, that means they eat meat and only meat. And only me, yeah. Yes. So, oh, gee. So, everybody's in trouble now because the boss is here. So, Doug, 
So, yeah, um, Aerodactyl starts pursuing everybody, and Charmeleon steps up like he's going to take him on. And Ash is like, well, all right. But then Charmeleon immediately gets chucked into a rock and knocked out. And what does Ash say? One hit knockout or something. Like yeah, he's a, talking, a first round knockout. First round knockout. He's like he's dunking on him. But as they're as they're watching all this happen, they can hear um, people yelling from up top. And they get distracted, and then all of a sudden, Aerodactyl comes swooping down from the top and picks up Ash. And Pikachu and Charmeleon are able to grab onto its tail as they <clears throat> as they fly out of the cave. Yeah, um, the ca- the cave implodes on itself, but leaves a small opening so Aerodactyl can fly out. And at this point, as soon as they fly out of the cage, uh, Pikachu and Charmeleon have to then let go because Aerodactyl is going too fast. Right. So they land on their butt and Ash and Aerodactyl end up on a high peak. Oh, 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 oh. I want to I, I want to say one one thing that we're missing, Doug. Nurse Joy, uh, we find out, is at this event as well. And the Nurse Joy, uh, when Pikachu and Charmeleon flop onto their butt, um, whatever um, city that they're near, she has a dark blue cross. I didn't even, there was so much going on, I didn't even clock Nurse Joy, if I'm being honest with you. I know, I know you did. I And I didn't either until I just, I have a freeze frame on my screen right now, so I just happened to look over. But yeah, she has a dark blue cross on her on her hat this week just for people that are following so doug you want to continue your thing yes because then we get jigglypuff popping out again because it it sees lights and it sees what it perceives to be a stage it's like i'm gonna sing and it gets ready and then misty goes jigglypuff are you gonna and then jigglypuff gets pissed and she's like jigglypuff if you help us, we'll listen to your song all day. Jigglypuff's happy, and then we pan over because some shit's going down. Yes. So we go straight from that to um, and and we. <laughs> it's funny because we we just talked about this with one of our most recent guests. Freaking Aerodactyl has the audacity to take its finger, pull it down over its eye, and stick out its tongue at Charmeleon because Charmeleon can't get up there to fight it. (laughs) And this pisses pisses Charmeleon off so much he just starts stomping his feet and he freaking evolves. Yes. So, and Charmeleon is just stomping away. He's like, Char! And Charmeleon evolves, and when he evolves, of course, he evolves into Charizard. And I want to make note that um, Charmeleon only got a couple episodes in this anime before evolving into a full-blown Charizard. Yeah. And, and Charizard is now here. Charizard is freaking huge. And Ash's like, whoa, that's my Charizard. 
and freaking. He said, he said Charizard evolved because he wanted to help me. And then he immediately gets barbecued. Yes. And he's like, oh, I guess you only evolved because you wanted to face Aerodactyl, not help me. Wah. He's a, he's a wah. <laughs> so it's at this point that, uh, let's see. Ba, 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 ba. Let me. Oh. We go, we go straight over to Misty running over to Jigglypuff and she turns on the spotlight while Jigglypuff is standing on top of the ladder that she is perceiving as a stage. And from this point, she says, Jigglypuff, I need you to sing. Sing your heart out. We're all here. We're all going to listen. Just sing. And Jigglypuff gets so freaking happy that she finally starts to sing. And everyone it's starting to go to sleep. So, but Charizard and Aerodactyl are still flying up in the air. So, Doug, you want to take that next part? Yeah. So, Ash is correct because he can he can see that um, Aerodactyl's starting to fade, and he's like, Aerodactyl, you have to stay up in the air because if you go to, and then he goes out, and then. Aerodactyl goes out, and in the midst of Aerodactyl going out, Aerodactyl obviously uh, relaxes its grip on Ash, and Ash falls, but he doesn't scream because he's asleep. But then, conveniently, well, see, I say conveniently, but Charizard did this on purpose. Because Charizard was still, he was barely awake, but he was still awake. Yes. Because the way Charizard because Charizard kind of has its fingers in its ears, but we can see that it's still getting through because he's still getting groggy, and he still eventually goes out. Yes. So, so Charizard, Charizard lands on the ground while he's awake. Because he, I mean, even though he doesn't listen to Ash, I mean, he's still, Ash is still his trainer. Right. He's not going to let a man die. Yeah. Or a kid, a kid die. So, um, Charizard lands, Ash rolls off of Charizard's back, and immediately starts cradling an egg in his sleep. And Jigglypuff finishes his song, opens his eyes, and sees everybody has passed out, and just goes into straight balloon rage. Yes. And just, the marker comes out. <laughs> There's some funny mark marker moments in, in this episode towards the end. <laughs> And then, you know, then we get a pan away, and then that's just when we get the scene of Officer Jenny telling the whole crowd that everyone in this area has dreamt the prehistoric Pokemon. Yes. And that if you if you think you saw these prehistoric Pokemon, you are insane. Because rest assured that it was all in your dream caused by Jigglypuff's song. And... Officer Jenny has a mustache with a circle around one eye. Uh, we look over at um, Gary and Gary's um, six cheerleaders are, um, they all have a letter on their face. So they got A, B, C, D. <laughs> and then freaking Jigglypuff um, um, skipped E and put that on the last girl and, and, and tossed around F and E. So Two of them aren't even standing in the right spots, so I, oh, I didn't was... even I didn't even track that. Yeah, <laughs> two of them are 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 not in the right spots. 
So it, it goes A, B, C, D, F, E. <laughs> I didn't even track that. I was just like, oh, they got letters. <laughs> so Pikachu has some cool artwork on its body. And from that point, uh, we go and we get our usual goodbye. Um, Ash is like, where did Jigglypuff go? Um, we, we can at least go and thank Jigglypuff. And um, Brock is like, well, Jigglypuff is gone. She's probably gone off to the next town um, to try to become famous again. And Ash is like, Jigglypuff and Charizard really saved the day. And Missy's like, that that Aerodactyl, hold on. What what did she say? That, that Aerodactyl is one of a kind. It's too bad you couldn't capture it. Oh, yes. And from that point, couldn't capture it, Ash. He's like, but I think Aerodactyl and the others would be happier just going back to sleep. And Missy's like, maybe you're right. But Ash, Ash found this egg so we didn't even uh we forgot to acknowledge that uh when ash fell asleep on um, rolling off a of charizard he rode on onto an egg i and, mentioned that oh yes you did and this egg is the future togepi which will make a very big presence on this show going forward but uh ash pulls out of his backpack and says um Oh, I found this. And Brock is like, are you sure it's all right for you to just take that? He's like, well, I could drop it off with office or with uh, Nurse Joy. And Brock just runs over and just snatches it. And he's like, I'll raise it for you. And Ash is like, but I could raise it myself. And Missy's like, well, you would have dropped it. And he's like, I would not. Well, Ash woke up, found See. this thing. He didn't drop it. But th- we get the final scene of the trio chasing Brock because everybody wants this egg now and we will find out later on what happens with this egg. But Doug, you want to go over the final scene of this episode? That's going to be a big plot point. But yeah, then we get we go back to the cave with the rubble and we find out the Team Rocket and their Pokemon have not been able to escape and they are trying to be pin drop quiet because they are surrounded by these prehistoric Pokemon. And as the camera's panning away, James sneezes. And everything's about to go to shit. Yes. So, and that's the end of this week's episode. So, a great episode, Doug. I, I was I was real excited to to review this one because this one had so much. It had action. It had historical Pokemon. It, it had everything. Prehistoric. Prehistoric Pokemon. I know. I know. I know. I'll get it right one of these days. But um, all right. So, Doug, on this episode, uh, what would you give this on your Doug rating meter? Four and a half. It's just not. It's just it, not there. It's just, I, I need it, a gym it, battle. I, I was need, about to say, you need that gym battle, don't you? Well, I, I need progression. I mean, you could argue that the egg is progression, but at this point in the show, we don't know how that egg is going to factor in. Um, yeah, I just, I need, I need Ash to make a, a, a definitive step, and I'm not seeing it. Okay. I'm sure we'll get to that get to that episode at at one 
<laughs> one day maybe may, maybe doug maybe, maybe it's next week's episode which is called a chancy operation <laughs> yeah i'm not too optimistic <laughs> oh man i can't wait to go over that one uh so yeah i'll give this a solid four I'll give this a, a four star. I really, really enjoy this. I think the only way that I would have given this a five is if um, there was a gym battle attached to this episode right? Um, with, with everything going on. Uh, yeah, or some type of progression, even if Ash would have lost the gym battle, but if we would have gotten a little bit more story. I mean, yeah, we got a decent amount with the prehistoric Pokemon, but... It needs it needs something else, and I'm not sure what it needs outside of the gym battle to kind of push me to that five star peak. But we'll we'll find out one day. Story progression. Yes. So, all right. So, do you have anything else to add to this episode, Doug? No, we we just had a, a couple of, of really good weeks in a row, and I like when the when the show falls into a nice groove like this. Me too. So if you don't have anything else to say, actually, um, right before I did mention that next week's episode is called A Chancy Operation. You want to know what it's called um, translated from Japanese? I'm kind of nervous. It's called Lucky's Clinical Records. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a big eh. <laughs> that, that's a clunker. That's so. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, so go ahead and say your goodbye, Doug. Goodbye, Doug. And this is Wrestling Chris G telling all of you, um, stick with us. And I know a lot of you have. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at at Breakdown if you haven't already. And we will see you next week for a chancy operation. Have a good night, everyone.